What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Happy freaking Monday. My name is Austin Jardine, and this is the Vanguard Project Podcast. Do me a quick favor and hit that subscribe button. You'll stay up to date on weekly episode drops, and then uh, head on over to the Instagrams and uh, Google, search it up, uh, the Vanguard Project, and uh, give me a quick follow to have some fun and keep involved in the community that I am doing my best to help build up. But I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, It finally feels like the weather is breaking up in Boise. Uh, we're starting to see some warmer days, the sun's coming out, and I'm super stoked. Um, lately, I've been jacked on uh, on finding a bear. Bear, uh, bear season starts in about a month, and uh, I've been doing some reading and e-scouting, and you know, I'm, I'm super excited, and kind of going down the rabbit hole of gear again, namely around uh, backcountry tents. So that's been super exciting. Uh, those things are... Are really expensive though. Um, but then I had a buddy uh, tell me about a uh, a couple of upcoming matches, and I am mentally prepared for or preparing for a wicked two gun coming up and a couple others. And I'm really excited because with warmer weathers, it's not gonna be so damn cold like it was uh, the last match I did in February. So. But enough banter about the random things, a refresher for what this podcast focuses on. Uh, my goal is uh, is to interview folks, and uh, in these interviews, uh, the mission is best summed up as growth through story, strength through community. And what I mean by that is as I sit down with these folks and dive into their lives and understand how they got to where they're at, uh, my goal is to give you some insights or ways of thinking to help push you forward based off of what they've learned um, and also potentially help you find a community to join in on. So I do my best to let the interviewees share their life experiences and stories um, and uh, what they've learned really to, to help you push you forward uh, and give you something to chew on throughout the week. So that's kind of the style. Uh, the mission, the goal, how I try and approach things. It's kind of fun because, you know, uh, as you can tell, uh, I talk fast. I like talking. I actually have to write these uh, these intros down because I get super excited. Um, but it's more of an 80-20. I do my best to let the interviewees share their stories and I'll do the active listening. So with that being said, um, I do have a couple of show sponsors that I've been super, super, super fortunate to have been, uh, been, been able to work with. And uh, today's episode is actually brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee. Um, you know, lately my wife and I have been uh, kind of cruising through the gamut of of uh, different flavors, and the one that we have kind of landed on as the uh, the crowd favorite or the family favorite is the Power Llama, the Llama Mama. It is so good. It is a light roast. Believe it or not, my wife actually took note of this. It tastes good cold. Like if you let it naturally cool down, like most coffee sucks when it gets cold naturally, unless like you like throw ice in it, you know, deliberately make it cold. This stuff actually tastes amazing cold too, which is really nice, but it's a light roast, really flavorful. It is not bitter, right? Like I'm sipping on it right now. Um, you know, as I finish up this episode, editing this episode and I love it. Tastes great. Warm. I put it full. I put a whole thing in my thermos and drink it throughout the day. Like that's kind of my jam. So be sure to uh, use code Vanguard for 20% off, which is nuts. And that includes pretty much I mean, I think that includes not everything, but a lot of stuff, including their stuff in the store and a subscription. So be sure to use code Vanguard. That's 20% off coffee, grinds, t-shirts, hats, all the good stuff, including a subscription. So if you're an avid coffee drinker like my wife and I, uh, use code Vanguard. Get 20% off, but I'm going to stop talking and we're going to roll a lot of fun, or a, a wicked fun, a lot of fun, wicked seems to be a good word today, wicked, wicked awesome, a wicked episode with Mr. Barrett of Sunset Goons.
what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the vanguard project my name is austin jardine and uh, with me today is mr barrett of sunset goons uh barrett and i have talked quite a bit over the past couple of weeks kind of just getting to know each other shooting the shit a little bit seeing some of his fancy designs come out and he hit me up and he's like bro 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 i've learned a lot over the past a little while you know getting sunset goose put together kind of figuring out you know how to build a brand how to build a company what it means all this stuff and here pretty quick i'm going to be checking out for a couple of weeks doing some work shenanigans and i really want to share what i've learned so barrett that's i think i think that's kind of the route we're going to go today it's going to be a little different maybe a little less super personal more uh more a little educational hopefully so dude if you don't mind maybe introducing yourself a little bit and you know in whatever way you're comfortable and uh, we'll just start shooting the shit from there yeah for sure um so i'm barrett i run sunset goons i'm originally from hawaii it's kind of where the name came from um i enjoy beautiful sunsets and kind of long walks on the beach i know it sounds a little cliche but uh you notice a lot of designs hey you know a little little mai tais little mojitos and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> but uh it's just it's it's just a vibe you know i just enjoy just watching the sunset. So yeah. that's kind of where the, the whole name came from. And I started the company back in March of last year during kind of the height of COVID. They were kind of like, Hey, we're going to telework. So that's kind of where this all came from. We were sitting in the garage having a beer, having a beer with some buddies. And um, he was like, Hey man, you should start a company. I was like, yeah, I have no idea what to name this. And um, there was a sunset. He was like, yo, name it sunset goons. And from there it just, that's kind of how it happened. That's kind of how it happened. So when you, uh, when you decided <clears throat> to start the company, right, was there, I guess, some sort of like underlying, like, dude, I'm an artist or, Hey, I've got these ideas. Or was it like you're drunk, hammered in the garage and you're like, bro, I'm going to do this thing. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, wow, I registered for a company. <laughs> so I, I guess I'm one of those guys. Like when I say something, I'm going to do it. Um, regardless if I was drunk or not, you know, we were a few beers in and, uh, my buddy texts me the next day. He's like, Hey man, did you start the company? I was like, fuck. So five minutes later, I went on Instagram. I was like, all right, cool. Sunset goons. I, I got the name. I was like, fuck yeah. No one has this name. And then uh, from there on, I reached out to one of my buddies that uh, did some art for me in the past for a couple of my dudes. And I was like, Hey man, this is kind of what I'm looking at. I kind of want like a pinup chick on the beach, uh, throw some kit in the floor. And then <clears throat> initially when I started running the company, I didn't have a website at all. I was doing this all internally kind of a, uh, at the squadron and stuff like that. I was like, Hey dudes, check this out. And then, um, eventually I had a whole bunch of buddies from like all around the United States. Like, Hey dude, I want that t-shirt. I want this. I want that. And I was on Instagram one day. I came across this uh, certain individual's page and I reached out, I guess it's one of those, uh, I guess business like influencers or something like that. I, I, I paid her like 30 bucks or something like that to get like a 30 minute phone call. Yeah. And she basically walked me through step-by-step step on how <clears throat> I can start this business and how to get it running. And that's kind of where it went from there. And then I started posting more on Instagram. So, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the the business <clears throat> itself. Right. So, um, I know what sunset goons is, right? Like I've got a shirt, followed you for a while. Obviously I've talked to you a little bit for people that don't know. I mean, do you mind talking about what sunset goons is the product that you're putting out kind of what the vibe of it overall is? What, yeah, yeah. what do you want your company to stand for? Right. I mean, when you started putting it together, what were you thinking that you wanted to just do designs? Did you want to just do shirts? Did you want to do hats? I mean, were you okay. trying to put out a specific product or were you just like, dude, I okay. just want to put artwork. <clears throat> I guess when it came to like pushing the company out, I just wanted to kind of make shit that I like. And I think that's still in my bio to this day. Uh, it's a dude making shit. And that's yeah. kind of what it was like, I, you know, 
I used to, I shopped from a lot of my buddies who had companies and stuff. I love supporting all of them. I was like, dude, I'm just gonna make my own shit. I guess that's kind of what happened. I was just kind of making shit for myself that I liked. Yeah. And then a bunch of dudes kind of liked it too. And then the company just ended up snowballing. And then as the company grew more, I started doing more charity events because we could financially afford it. I could run more events and be able to still put out content for people to be able to like purchase or buy t-shirts and hats and stuff like that. Yeah. I guess what it comes down to, it's like, it's really just for the boys. Like I, I do a lot of charity runs and I try to collaborate with a lot of different dudes. And, and the reason why I do that is because when I first started, you know, I reached out to a couple of companies and I guess I didn't have the following yeah. yet for them to be able to collab with me. And like, honestly, like when someone hits you up to collab, I, I don't give a shit if you have like 200 followers or like 10,000 followers, it really doesn't matter to me. Sure. But I, but I tend to I tend to vet the dudes and kind of shoot the shit with them before we get into there and kind of see what they're about. Like if if I don't think the the brand itself is focused on money, like my brand specifically, I really could give a shit if I sell one t-shirt or ten t-shirts. And that's just because I'm doing this because I like it. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of my view on everything. I I do everything because I enjoy it. And yeah, I just like to support the homies. Yeah. Okay. So I want to come back to, you know, the, the fact that you enjoy it, because I know that the, that's been kind of the, the staple of some of the conversation that we've talked about. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe before we go down that route, you said that you had reached out to an influencer lady to kind of help build, you know, the business and figure out kind of how the whole Instagram shenanigan works. Do you mind talking about how you came to that point of reaching out to somebody and then kind of how that experience went? So that, and I'm asking, so if somebody else is like, Hey, maybe I'm in a similar boat and I need a little bit of help, obviously hoping that we could, they can learn either from you or also maybe identifying somebody to help them push forward. Yeah. I, I think kind of looking at it, like, you know, look, looking at hindsight, hindsight's always 2020 and looking back at it, I'm like a lot of the information I got from her, I could have got on YouTube. I mean, if you look up, Hey, how to start a clothing brand, there's so many different ways. Like I, I use a screen printer here in town. You could also drop shit. There's so many different options you could take down there. And I think just a simple Google search would have been more beneficial. I think that goes back into investing in yourself. I invested $30. I think if you invest a little bit more time, you get a little more bang for your buck, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think going on or, or reaching out to one of your homies, because like most of our problems, like I told you this last week, that I'd say most of the problems we encounter are due to ignorance. Yeah. And I think it's because we either fail to look for that information or don't know what questions to ask. Right. I think that's some of the biggest problems that we're having nowadays. I, you know, I get a lot of DMs. Hey man, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I respond to every single DM I get, you know, I'll respond to Hey dude, try to do it this way or Hey, try and search this. So that way it gives them not the entire idea how to do it, but it gets their mind turning as a, Hey, once you formulate more questions, come back to me because I want people to be able to learn how to do it rather than me just giving them all the information, but Hey dudes do it exactly like this. Yeah. I feel like it's more beneficial to be able to learn than someone just giving you a handout. Okay. So of those types of questions, what would you say are the most common that people ask that you're like, Hey, this is a quick Google search or, Oh man, this is actually a really good question. Here's how I would think about it. So far, a lot of the questions is going, Hey man, how do I start a clothing brand? Or, Hey, I've been looking into doing this. Yeah. And then, you know, we go down the rabbit hole and like, Hey, what are you looking at doing? And they're just like, I'm not sure what type of brand I want to start yet. And that's, that's the hardest question to answer, right? What niche you actually want to go into. Okay. I think once you figure that out, you'll be able to attack the rest of it because you have to do essentially a backwards planning, right? You have to know where you're going before you get in that car. It's like, Hey, I want to do a military clothing brand. All right, cool. Military clothing brand. Where do I, how do I go backwards to get like t-shirts? All right, cool. Artwork. What do I look at for this and that? I think those are the questions that 
people should be asking themselves once they figure out what niche they want to get into. Like, all right, cool. I want to start this clothing brand. This is the goal. Like, this is the type of market I want to get into. Then you go into, okay, these are the type of products I want to do. This is a t-shirt supplier that I can use, the hat supplier. This is for stickers. All right. Now, how do I get the website turning? And once you do that backwards planning, I think it just all kind of falls in line. Okay. So when you start to look at, and this is kind of maybe a selfish question for me. So when you start to look at all of the different printing and I guess the other businesses to go start working with, how did you go about that in terms of like, okay, this is the screen printer. This is the hat company. This is the sticker company. To me, that seems like a pain in the ass versus like my website right now, I do print to order. Right. And it's all done through like spread shop. Right. I mean, what's the benefit of going one route or the other that you've experienced? I just think it looks, it comes down to how much time you actually want to put in the business. Right. And like, if this is what you want to do and this is what you're going to pursue and this is what you're going to put hundred percent of your time in, you can do it this way. Or if you want to, like, it's sometimes easier to drop ship stuff. Like 1000%. I know a bunch of companies who drop ship and wrong with that. Um, I did it for a little while. I actually just switched over my printers and stuff like that to get everything screen printed, but they're still going to screen print and then fulfill the orders for me because I'm still active duty and I don't have like, I mean, I don't have time to always pack the orders and stuff like that. Sure. Okay. So then in that case, it boils down to really, it, it, has there been any concern with quality or is it truly just time? So with DTG, which is typically what the drop shipping is, it'll last about, I say 20 to 30 washes. Right. Okay. And then, whereas like a, a screen print, you, you get those vintage t-shirts. Like I don't know if you ever bought a Patagonia t-shirt, they last for forever like i had this long sleeve for about three years now and it just lasts forever i think it goes into it's 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 longer it'll last you longer and that's about it okay okay so not too big of a difference between the two no and i think it as long as you're not really going out crazy and destroying your t-shirts and like rubbing it through gravel i think you'll be fine yeah okay so when you start to develop a brand right so like knowing you you know and seeing the brand and kind of having chat for a little bit, right? It's easy to see that Sunset Goons is kind of something that you live by, right? Like, like to use the word vibe, right? Like I, I get the vibe from you in the artwork that I see, right? How did you develop that style, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's, you've said that it's something that you like, right? Like you do what you love. You put this, together designs that you love and care about, right? How did you get to the point of like, this is this is my style. This is what I like to put out. I mean, did you draw just a ton of different stuff? Did you Google things? Did you sit down and just go through a thousand different designs and be like, these are all shit. This is the one, the only one that I like. I mean, how did you develop your style? I guess I have quite a few tattoos. So I spent a lot of time in tattoo shops Yeah, and just looking at the art on their walls. I mean, you look at pinups right there around forever. And I was like, I love pinups. I also love sunsets and I'm in the military and I kind of just like, how do I merge all these three together? And that's kind of where everything came from. I think a lot of it just came down to creativity, right? Because you have to really look at the piece and whenever I get artwork done, I revise it about three or four times. So I actually get it done. I'm like, all right, cool. This is what I, this is exactly what I pictured in my head. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm more of a, I have more of a creative mind than I do actually artistic ability. If yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> I, I can come up with a concept extremely well and be like, Hey man, this is exactly what I'm looking at. I'll do a rough sketch and stuff like that yeah. for an artist to have a reference. But if I'm not really feeling the piece or the artist isn't hitting right in the mark, I'll just revise it again and again and again. And it's not me being a perfectionist. It's just me kind of trying to get what's in my head out of my head. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. How did you, it's just taking, Oh, sorry. No, go yeah. for it. It's taken. 
<clears throat> I think it's just taking kind of me being from Hawaii and like, you know, there's, I'm not, I keep harping on this, but the sunsets out there are just absolutely amazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was at the beach all the time. I, I'd be at the beach like 24 seven. And, uh, the first, if you look at the first couple pieces I dropped, they were kind of like beach oriented. Yeah. And that was because I'm just trying to get that little piece of home as well as in the military and then adding that pinup in there. And that's kind of where my pieces were inspired. I, I love colorful things. I guess you look at the piece I just showed you that I was going to send to you. Yep. It's extremely colorful. And I, I just love being really, really out there, being a little different than the typical black and white stuff that comes out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to working with artists, how does, how does that work? So, and I'm thinking of, of a couple of different things. One obviously is, you know, you've got this idea. How do you communicate to them your idea in hopes of them getting it right? How does that work? So depending on the artist I'm working with, right? I've worked with artists all over the world. The most recent one I worked with, he's out in uh, California. Mm -hmm. And uh, with him, he kind of, I sent him reference photos and I kind of walked him through and he'll send me a rough sketch okay. of what he kind of is seeing what I'm saying. And then I'll be like, hey man, can you adjust this? Or like, I'll send him the type of gun I want him to use. And then he'll, he'll draw that up for me. And like, hey, this is a chest rig I'm looking at. Or hey, this is the helmet I'm looking at. So I walk him through the entire step-by-step -step process on it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, we get real personal. I mean, a lot of my artists now that we FaceTime all the time, we talk. Yeah. Like, regardless of where they're from, I think that's one of the best aspects of, I guess, running this page. Maybe connect people all over the world. Yeah. Okay. How do you select artists? I mean, are you like trolling through Instagram? Do they reach out to you? I mean, are you hitting up like Fiverr or Patreon? I don't know if Patreon you can use it, but I mean, how do you find folks to work with? Um, initially I just knew a guy, this is, I'm talking about my first piece now. I knew a guy who did art. Yeah. So I reached out to him. I liked his art style. And I was like, Hey man, this is what I'm looking at. Walk him through the process. And then later on down the line, um, I met some, I met a couple of dudes when I had maybe 200 followers. I connected with one of my good buddies. He runs another company and he was like, Hey man, this is my artist. And he's like, you're welcome to use him if you want. And I was like, Oh, cool. So I reached out to him and then he was my artist for, he's still my artist to this day. I used him for almost all my pieces. And then uh, recently, or I'd say in the last like four or five months or so, a lot of artists typically reach out, but um, I've kind of been faithful to the ones I've been using, unless like my buddy who just did this piece from California, I've been waiting to get a piece from him for about a year. So I jumped on that as soon as he said he was available. That's awesome. So with the, with working with them, and this is something I don't understand is, uh, is it based off of like a commission? Do you say, Hey, for 200 bucks, I want to commission you for this piece. Or is it based off of royalties? I don't, I don't understand how that process works. So, so the way I like to do my art, um, I don't really give any royalties off of it. I'll just go, Hey man, how much would you charge me for this? This is kind of what I'm looking at. And, you know, they'll give me a quote based off of that, based on the details, based on the colors and everything that kind of, I want in it. And he'll give me a price. I'm like, okay, cool. I'd say 99% of the time, I'm like, send it, man. Because like I said, it really doesn't matter about the money. I don't care. I bought artwork from $50 all the way to $1,200 for the company. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. So, okay. So we talked about um, art, working with artists. We had a bit of a pause there to handle some kids. So we're kind of getting back into the, uh, I guess the game for me, I lose track. We got, we got sidetracked talking about all sorts of other stuff. So talking now kind of about really building the brand, I think is, a, is probably a good place to take this and kind of the lessons that you've learned along the way. So we've talked about kind of, you know, how to go about finding artists, um, how to bring the brand about working with people kind of like 
how to go pick and choose companies to work with, right? As far as printing and whatnot. I think the next thing that I would like to learn from you, right? And kind of tap into what you've learned is honestly how to approach building a company, knowing that it might be a little saturated, right? There's a lot of clothing companies out there, right? There's a lot of naysayers. People might not believe in you, right? You might be doing it on your own, whatever the case may be, right? I imagine you've gone through a rigmarole. I know you have, because that's something that you've wanted to share. So do you mind just talking about some of the hard things that you've had to go through in order to build Sunset to where it's at now? I think looking looking at uh, the entire business as a whole, right? I think no matter what you do, I wrote this post the other day. Um, I don't know if you read it, but I, I, I put, people are going to judge you no matter what you do. If you sit in the couch all day, people are going to call you lazy. And if you work 24-7, people might say you're insane or obsessed with it, right? Yeah. So I think no matter what aspect that you, you, you're trying to achieve in life or where you're trying to be, there's always going to be someone who's going to judge you or not like what you're doing because it's you. Right. And, and that's just the fact of life. That's what I see. And I know you know what I'm going to say next. My biggest thing <laughs> is just I don't give a fuck. And, and that's it sounds bad. But I mean, if you're doing something that you love, like absolutely love, you love building your brand or you love lifting weights or you love surfing, whatever it may be. If you truly love doing it, like I don't think anyone else's opinion should even impact the business. I think we just need to get to a level of not giving a fuck that helps you meet your objective, right? I'm not saying just tell everyone, hey, fuck you. But it's like the people who are there to kind of bring you down or shit on your company or kind of shit on whatever you're doing in life. Like what, why do their opinions matter? Is kind of like what, what, the way I look at it. Like I, I honestly genuinely, and I'm going to say it again, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So what, this is, this might be a hard question. I could totally be putting you on the spot, but what is the difference between not giving a fuck what other people think, right? Mm -hmm. Versus accepting constructive criticism. So I say looking at criticism, right? The way, the way I view it and the way I would handle it is, I guess, a little bit more professional manner. A lot of these dudes want to go on a post and comment on there and kind of shit on that post yeah. on the, in the comment section. Whereas if I had an issue, let's say, say you posted something, right? And like, I, I was like, hey, I don't like this for whatever reason. I felt like my opinion was uh, valid enough to share with you. Yeah. I would DM you just because as a professional courtesy, right? Sure. I'm not out there. I don't, I don't need everyone else to see my views on like what's going on. I'd go, Hey man, uh, yeah, design you dropped. Uh, I've noticed X, Y, and Z. I think it looks sick if you did this, but if I, if I identify a problem to you, I'm going to give you a solution. That's just the type of guy I am. If I go, Hey dude, this is fucked up. I don't like it. Right. Okay, cool. That's, that's one thing me telling you that now I'm giving you a solution is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's, it's, Yes, I'm shitting on you. It's like a shit sandwich, right? I'm shitting on you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of telling you how to do it, how to do it better at the end. Yeah. So. So how, this might be another loaded question. How do you get to a point where you trust somebody else's opinion? Is it really just based off of the approach or is it like, Hey, you know, thanks for saying that. That's great. But I'm doing my own thing still. I mean, how, how do you get yeah. to the point of like accepting and trusting criticism? I'll be honest with you. Um, I trust very few people. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to any business decisions that I make, um, I got maybe two to three companies that like I started with where they started a little bit before me, but they kind of took me under their wing and kind of helped me. I value their opinion because I know they're genuinely here to help me do better and, and vice versa. Right. They'll come to me with their, Hey man, what do you think about this? And I'll give honest critiques back to them. Hey, you should fix this or Hey, do that t-shirt color. Not digging it. Like, I don't think it'll do well. Yeah. And, just building that trust it, it comes with time right i mean mm-hmm. 
working with these guys day in and day out. And, uh, you know, we, we all personally know each other. Like, like I'm talking about, like, we know everything about each other. Like we call each other, not just business. We're actually genuine friends in the game and we kind of just help each other out along the way. And I think it, it took about a year or so or less than that, maybe to kind of build that. All right, cool. I trust this dude with any decisions I'm going to make. I, I value his opinion yeah. because I know that he's genuinely going to give me an honest feedback. And that's, it, it just came with time and kind of just building it over time, I guess, to build okay. that trust up. It's like a relationship, right? Yeah. You go into day one with your, your girlfriend and be like, Oh, I trust you completely. It's a uh, kind of the same thing with business. We kind of built that trust over time with each other. Okay. Fair enough. Um, when it comes to, I guess, cause I imagine, I imagine it's hard to come right into the game and not giving a fuck. Right. I imagine that's probably a hard lesson learned for people that need to learn how to do that appropriately. Right. Cause I think that you're making a point that there's a difference between, you know, not giving a fuck what anybody says versus, you know, being selective and, and growth oriented, right? What, what lessons do you have that you want people to be aware of? Or I guess what things have you learned that people you think people should know in order to develop that skill? I'm going to answer this. I'm trying not to beat around the bush with it, but I think it's the best way to answer it. Right. Sure. I think going back to building something that you want to build, right. That you're passionate about, I think as long as that you're being you within your company, I think that's kind of that, you'll make your own judgments. All right, cool. Do I care about this? Do I care about that? As long as you're putting out quality content and like, you're not just trying to be this brand or be that brand, you're being yourself. And because at the end of the day, you're your brand, your brand is you. I feel like you're comfortable enough in your own skin to launch that brand. I feel like you've already overcome what most can't, right? A lot of people talk about starting something and they don't. I think if you've already launched your company, got some designs out there that you're really vibing with, but that kind of level of not giving a fuck is kind of already there because, you know, you've got the artwork made, you're putting it out to the world and you're comfortable enough to post it on Instagram. I mean, it could go viral. You never know. Yeah. So if you're comfortable enough to post it, I think you should be able to own it at the end of the day, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if that kind of. No, it totally did. Cause what I, what I heard was if you are at a point where you are comfortable enough with what you have built thus far to put it out for the world, to see your, taking the initial steps towards not giving the right kind of fucks exactly and it's just being comfortable in your own skin right like being comfortable in the artwork you're putting out being comfortable in the the quality of t-shirts the quality of hats and everything that you're putting out it's going to be you like yeah. your name is basically just written on everything you're putting out because that, that is your brand okay so another question on kind of the personal note right so being comfortable <laughs> in your own skin putting yourself out there right building this brand that you are really trying to reflect you in right when you start to get berated right and i don't know the right word when you start to get attacked or whatever the case may be right how do you recenter yourself and say you know what i understand that maybe people don't like it or there's shit talking or whatever the case may be but i'm doing what i believe in how do you kind of recenter yourself and say you know what dude this is still me this is what i'm marching towards i'm doing this for me i mean how how did you develop that level of thick skin and self-centeredness that's a really hard question. I, yeah. I, I know it's not innate. I know that's for sure. I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that you go through in life, in your in your personal life kind of build. I mean, a lot of the experiences that you've had will kind of get you to where you are today. I don't really want to go too much in detail, but it's it comes back to you're not always going to please everyone, right? Like not everyone's going to like your artwork. Not everyone's going to like the podcast. Not everyone's going to like anything you do. It goes back to that judgment. 
thing that I said earlier, I think once you start understanding that portion of life, I think you're going to be solid. I mean, I don't really know how to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, it, it, that that question, I think, was very, very loaded, but also very dependent on the individual and the circumstance. It, and that's what it is. I mean, like, I guess I kind of realized, like, hey, dude, there's like always going to be someone who either smiles in your face and shits on you fucking behind your back. And that's just the fact of life. I feel like unless you have genuine people in your life who are actually there to support you and you have a good, I guess, backbone is what it's kind of the, the answer to that question, right? You need to have your support group and someone to be able there to kind of go invent to, but Hey dude, what do you think about this? You get someone else's opinion on that. And I, and I say another thing is I think a lot of dudes act in emotion yeah. when they make these decisions. So like I don't even respond to people majority of the time. I feel like they're just on they're just talking shit or whatever. I'm not gonna respond immediately. You know, maybe respond later or not at all. Because like a lot, like I mean, I'm big on time, man. I'm not gonna give you the time of day if you're just gonna like if you have constructive criticisms for me, I'll take it all day. Yeah. Hit me in my DMs. You know what I mean? If you don't like what I'm doing here, cool, dude. Hit me in my DMs. I guess I that's that's how I look at it. And if you're in my comment section and you're over here just trying to shit on stuff, I honestly just don't give a fuck. Like. If you have something real you want to tell me, come tell me in my yeah. DMs. Okay. Okay. So I I think that we've hit on the major points I know that you wanted to talk about. One of my favorite questions is through all of this kind of learning, getting Sunset up and going, kind of developing the brand, kind of being you, what has been the most important thing that you have learned or wish you would have known before you started? Hmm. It's like my favorite question. Some and it's a really, <laughs> really hard one. And it's, and it's a hard one. Yes. What do I wish I knew? Um, uh, what do I wish I knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I, don't have I, to, I don't, you don't have to answer that one. How about, I, how, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Honestly, man, like looking into it, it's like everything that I've ever wanted to know, I would go look for the answer for. So there's nothing that I was like, I wish I knew this before. Cause I, I even like, going through the journey, right. And actually loving the process of building it. So I'm like learning new things every single day. And I think that's another important lesson that I learned here is like, I'm always a student, no matter like where I am in the company, like if I have one follower to 1 million followers, it's like being open to, to learning new things. I think is yeah. kind of just one thing that I do enjoy. It's not something necessarily I, I wish I knew it's kind of, I, I just love learning new things along the way. I mean, I love the process of building it. I love the process of networking, meeting new individuals and stuff like that. That's, that's what I enjoy. Like that's the portion of it. There's nothing really that I wanted to know beforehand. Yeah. Okay. So then what advice do you have for folks that are maybe trying to start a company, regardless of it, if it's a clothing company or maybe artists that are trying to get connected with folks like you or print companies? I mean, what, what advice do you have for people to help push them forward yeah I, I think one of the most important things that you you need to know like coming into here is it goes back to like communication and knowing the right questions to ask the right people right and building that network and now what actual market space you want to go into because truthfully that's probably the hardest question that you're gonna have to ask yourself like okay cool i want to start a clothing brand or cool i want to start art what type of art, what type of clothing brand do I want to do? Yeah. And that's that portion of that backwards planning, right? I think you need to figure out where you're going and then come back from that. And then just, I love networking. I love talking. Like I absolutely love talking to new people. And, and like I said before, that's probably the most 
important thing to me on this page is being able just to network with different people because you never know where that you know walk of life is going to take you. Ten years from now, I could see someone like, "Hey, dude, what's up, man?" You know, and just be able to shoot the shit with them. And yeah, I just think it's important just to figure out what you want to do and how you're going to execute it. Right? You have to invest in yourself. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's like I said, whether it's time or it's money, you're, you're going to have to invest something. You're going to have to give something up to get somewhere you want to be. So I think just realizing that you're going to have to make sacrifices, network. And just fucking don't fail in the face of adversity because people are going to shit on you. Yeah. And, you know, make them later on down the line when you get a little bigger and people start noticing you or maybe from the jump. But I mean, don't let it phase you. Like as long as you're being you, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Yeah. That's my favorite thing to say, dude. Like who gives a fuck? (laughs) I think, I think when I was talking to you on the phone, I said like 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny last night. I know I got off phone. I was like, I heard that a lot. (laughs) Dude, and it's funny, the networking thing. I think you're the only person. I know you're at least the first person that's ever called me through Instagram. Like my phone rang and it was like, sunset, Instagram's calling. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) And I think I was like eating dinner or whatever. And I was like, well, okay, all right. I guess I'm I'm chatting with homeboy here. So it's kind of funny. I was like, well, this is is great. So yeah, dude, like, I don't know. There's not, there's, there's not a lot to it, but I mean, it's like, what's that old saying? Ain't nothing to it, but to do it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, you just have to send it. Like some of the best lessons learned are in failure, you know? Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to do it to understand like, Oh, this is where I fucked up on. You can't always rely on someone else to be in that right direction. So I think it's important to fail because it's a part of the process. Right. Right. So that's, that's my outlook on it. It's like, all right, cool. I'm going to send this. Us oh, didn't do too well. Now why? I think doing that AAR after, like that, <clears throat> like after action debrief on everything that happened, like, okay, cool. This didn't work because of this. This is what I can do to do better. And that's that part of that self-reflection that I was talking about. I think it's important to look at yourself, look at what you're putting out, seeing how it's engaged and like doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like a, maybe a dumb question, but your after action review, is there like a, a template or a form? I mean, how do you, how do you go about doing an after action review? I guess I just kind of look at it like, all right, like, why didn't this piece do well? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though like I put out something that I like, but it's not always going to do well. I'm like, is it due to the algorithm? Is it due to the way I marketed the piece? Like, I, I look at stuff like that. Really, I don't really work at all. I'm like, like I said, I don't care if someone buys it or not. I'm just looking at like, hey, am I marketing wrong for this time? Like, I know this post isn't really getting that much engagement. Am I posting at the wrong time? Am I running an ad correctly? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? I kind of look at those, the logistics portion of it rather than the actual, like this piece, you know, yeah. does that make sense? It does. It does. And, and yeah. So I guess to summarize what I heard, right. Is okay. Great. The piece might not be the issue, right? It, I mean, there's the potential for it, but it might just be the logistics of it as far as time of day posts, marketing campaign, right. Time of day, stuff like that. I think it's those little things that you learn throughout running the business that actually mean the most, right? Like getting the artwork out there and finding like some suppliers to print your stuff is cool. But once you get into nitty gritty of actually trying to grow, I think that's, that's where the questions are like, man, how do I run this ad? Like, where, like what age group do I use? Or, and like, what time of day do I post? Like, Hey, all right, cool. Let me look at my engagement on Instagram. I see it's good at six o'clock. All right, cool. Let's post at six o'clock. And then Instagram suddenly switches up. Fuck, dude, you post six o'clock, you like 20 likes. It's like, man, what the fuck just happened? 
right did instagram just fuck up again so it's <laughs> it's it's a constant battle with instagram right because like the, i really i mean i'm gonna shit in the platform that fucking platform's ass like <laughs> any, any i think anything within like a like a 2a community or anyone who posts guns and stuff like that always gets the good old can from instagram yep. they, they get zucked man and it's super hard to run a platform that has a lot of guns on it. That's why I tend not to post a lot of guns, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yes, the artwork has it, but I, I just, that's just me. I just, I kind of just post my artwork or I have a lot of dudes just send in stuff. I think it's always cool to see like, Hey, this dude's been here. Cool. And I'll tag him in the post. Like, Hey, photo by whatever, photo by John or something like that, you know, yeah. and yeah. I'll tag him in the post. And I think it's cool for them and it's cool for me. I mean, it's good content a lot yep. of the times. Yeah, and that's good networking too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like exposure and um, interaction or engagement. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything that has been left unsaid that you feel is important to share, want to share, want people to know um, before we call it? <clears throat> if you're going to – I've said it before, just be you. And I think that's – if you can take anything from this podcast, it's just – do what you love right and like you have to enjoy it you have to love the process you have to love when you're at rock bottom because i mean it's it's, it's you like you're, you're doing something that you truly enjoy i think that's probably the most important thing that someone can take from this is just like dude love the journey along the way there may be some shitty portions but i mean it's just a small fraction of time rather than the grand scheme of things i think we get wrapped up in uh something shitty that happened when it really isn't that shitty you look at it you know two years from now or two months from now it's like don't 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 fall in that trap of getting stuck yeah okay okay well is there anything else i don't want to catch you short i want to make sure you get all your feels out there get everything out no, there. that should be pretty much it man i was just really wanted to harbor and just being you honestly <laughs> not everyone's gonna fuck with your vibe just like you're not friends with everyone you know what i'm saying like you're, you're cool with the dudes you're cool with because they're good dudes or you're not cool with them because they're pieces of shit. I think yeah. everyone's outlook on life is different. It comes down to perspective, comes down to communication, comes down to drive. And yeah, those are kind of like the, the, the big things, right? When you look at it all, it's like, all right, we all see things through a different lens. I look at it like, okay, cool. This is what's going on. You may see a completely different piece. Yeah. It's like a, a piece I wrote on, on artwork, right? We all can look at the same piece and see something completely different. And that's like the most beautiful thing about art that we all see things different. We find something that it resonates like within our soul, basically. I know it sounds fucking weird, but it's like, Oh dude, I see, I don't know, a happy face in the clouds or something like that. Or you see like whatever you see in it. I think it's just, we all have different outlooks and that's kind of, it's going back to not everyone will see things the way you see it. So Barrett, dude, once again, thanks again, man, for uh, taking the time to sit down with me, share your story, share your thoughts on uh, starting a business, what it means, what it looks like. I hope everybody listening, I hope you all took some good information away as far as how to be a little bit more discerning in giving and receiving feedback. Um, Maybe a little bit of thought on uh, how to go approach um, new designers, starting a business, starting a company, doing that that, um, backwards thinking uh, or backwards planning mentality. Um, But I'm going to stop yammering. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Be sure to use code Vanguard, like I said, on Black Rifles Coffee. Today's episode is brought to them. And like I said, I've been sipping on the Power Llama, getting things edited up. But I hope you all have a wonderful week, and we will catch you next time.